Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's take a little longer look at the quarterback position in the NFL draft with Emory Hunt right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Adam and Emery here. We asked him his favorite three, and he didn't say Kenny Pickett, and he didn't say Matt Corral. He didn't say some of the big names they're going to see at the top of some lists. So let's talk about the rest of the class here, uh, Emery. And for if you want to hear his top three, Malik Willis was number one, but you can hear the rest of it on the Thursday episode of Fantasy Football Today in 5. All right, so talk about the guys that, I guess, the, the rest of the, uh, or not the rest, but the consensus seems to like more than you do. And why did Kenny Pickett? Why Matt Corral? Why did they not make it into your top three? Well, right at number four, and he's tied with my number three guy, if you remember from yesterday, and that's Desmond Ritter. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. He's probably the most pro-ready, quote-unquote, guy that can step in and start right now. He reminds me a lot of Marcus Mariota, someone that has played a lot of games, that can stabilize an offense. A team, before they signed Tyrod Taylor, would have been the Giants. That would have been the ideal fit. A team that's talented, they just need someone to not turn the ball over. Desmond would have been perfect for them. So he's highly rated for me. Just didn't make that top three. Uh, as far as everyone else, Matt Corral, Carson Strong, Sam Howell, they all have about the same grade for me. So they bu- they are bunched up together as a trio. And Kenny Pickett is just outside of that three. Uh, Pickett, I'll start with him first. I've seen a lot of Pickett. Four years of Pickett, I've been in two of his games live on Thursday night when they played North Carolina. He's a guy that can play, uh, but this year was his splash year. I think he's kind of maxed as a prospect, which isn't bad. It's just that you don't expect an upside uh, pick when you're taking someone like Pickett who has played that many games. Also, for Strong, you worry about the medicals. He says he's going to be ready to go. He's healthy. We'll see. Pocket passer. This era, eh, I'm kind of out on those type (laughs) of guys. Matt Corral is someone who is a fun watch, uh, but he plays reckless. He reminds me a lot of Tyler Heineke, Taylor Heineke, who, who you watch in the Commanders, already have on the roster. And I've seen a lot of people mock him too. Washington, well, they already have that in Taylor Heineke, a guy that can play, move the football a little bit, but is reckless and will miss time. You don't want to draft that in the first round. And Howell, to me, reminds me a lot of Baker Mayfield. Um, and everything he does, he's probably a little bit more mobile than Baker, and we saw that this year. Had over 800 yards rushing, so he was running the heck out of the football. But someone that, you know, his deep ball accuracy, to me, is a little bit inconsistent. And we saw that last year when he had those talents out there on the perimeter at wide receiver. Without those guys this season, um, that those uh, miraculous catches were, weren't there to be made mm. about those wideouts. And I think because he's limited in that aspect, someone that can kind of, you know, stabilize the offense, but really someone you're going to be looking to replace as, as a starter at, at some point in time. I was going to ask you what happened to Howell, because coming off his sophomore year, I, I definitely thought we'd be talking about him more positively than than we are right now, but I guess you think just the, the weapons downgrade, and I, I guess I wonder, does that mean that if Howell lands in the right spot and has good weapons in the NFL, that he that he could exceed your expectations? He could, and, and it, again, it could be like a Baker Mayfield situation, but if you're taking someone and then you say, well, he has to have two number one running backs, he has to have 
two excellent wide receivers, three tight ends, the best offensive line in the NFL. Is that a person you want to take in the first round if he needs all of those things to be successful? And that's why I'm in with Howell. Howell had an NFL-like team, a rookie team, last year. This year, that wasn't the case, and he didn't do so well. And I thought he was also a little bit hesitant to pull the trigger a lot uh, when the throw was there. In the NFL, you better be ready to throw to the covered guy, and he wasn't able to do that a lot this year at North Carolina. By the way, you said that you're kind of out on pocket passers. What's your definition of that right now? Is Joe Burrow a pocket passer? Pocket passers that don't have the mobility. There were times when you're watching someone like, uh, you know, strong, and you're like, man, if he had just a little bit mobility, um, he would be able to get out of that jam and maybe throw a better ball, but he couldn't move. And you worry about that in today's era of, of football where everyone, as we saw at the combine, everybody's running a 4 2. D is running four fours. Yeah. So everybody's fast. So you better be able to get out the way. And I don't think Strong can do that. That's why I'm kind of out on those guys that can't move. Not necessarily pocket passes. Right. You can right. be a pocket passer but have mobility. But if you don't, it's a problem. So uh, sorry to stray off subject here, but what's, what's your evaluation of Mac Jones after his rookie season? I think people are a little split on that. And what do you think? Because obviously he, mobility is a huge concern. And we saw, I mean, when, they, when he was under pressure, he's just sitting duck, but also had a really good rookie year. So uh, give me your first year analysis of Mac Jones. I compared him coming out of college to Matt Hasselbeck, someone when everything was in rhythm, he can throw it on time. He throws with, you know, the touch, the anticipation, and he gives those receivers a chance to make things happen after the catch. So I think he did a solid job, but we saw time and time again throughout the season where he's limited. If you take away that first option and force him to go to that second or third read where he has to get off the initial spot, that's where the struggles happen. Everyone brings up the Buffalo game and him not being able to throw in that win. Not many people could, but that was a serious liability when he took the ball out of his hands a lot of times during the season. So he's kind of maxed in terms of where his potential is, and he's going to have to find new ways to to supersede that. And we're going to probably see Mac Jones try to scramble a little bit more to try to overcome some of those arm limitations. All right. Sorry to stray there. Uh, We'll finish off with a couple of dark horse quarterbacks in this draft class. Two small school guys that had outstanding all-star game circuits. Uh, Cole Kelly out of Southeastern Louisiana. He's Josh Allen light. 6'7", 250 was the MVP at the NFL PA Bowl out there in Pasadena. And also in the same game, uh, was a Quill Glass, the Black College National Player of the Year. He won that award twice out of Alabama a He's 6'3", 236, and threw the football extremely well, broke a lot of records in college. Both guys had outstanding weeks while I was out there in, in uh, California watching those guys play, and they played the same game in the NFL PA game. So those are two small college prospects to keep an eye on moving forward. Remember to follow Emery Hunt on Twitter at FBallGamePlan. And remember to have yourself a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week on Fantasy Football Today in 5.